across oceans, across continents. Yes, Anchor connects us all over the world, and it's time for our Anchor Profile interview with none other than Lulu Island from Brisbane, Australia. Lulu, great to talk with you. Hey, Dr. Dan, thank you so much for taking the time to interview me. Well, hey, I've been very excited to do this. Uh, Like I said, across oceans, continents, uh, Anchor literally is a global community, and it's just amazing how we're all tied together with Anchor. And I know you have been an enthusiastic Anchor member for how long now? It's been a a good part of this year, right? About six six or seven months since... Uh, just around the end of version one. So I had the opportunity to connect with that incredible community and make friends with people like uh, Kevin No Malone and Paul Omani and many others who have been such uh, incredible creative and also like emotional support while I've been dealing with recovering from a, uh, a disability and I've kind of turned, yeah, that into a art practice, a broadcasting practice now through through Anchor. So it's, yeah, not only like amazing as a global community, but it's incredible as a, a, a artistic platform as well. And yeah, yeah, I love that's it. awesome. Well, well, you you are are such a blessing, and you uh, just lift the spirits of so many people. And it sounds like it's also a support system for you, which is really cool. Well, yeah, it is because if I didn't have this with being disabled, I have a nervous system condition and spinal condition. But with Anchor, I mean, it's so easy to use. I I mean, I've I've anchored while in the middle of a fever. I've anchored when I'm, you know, immobilized. It's um, it's so easy. I can keep just broadcasting, which is how I've managed to do it pretty much every day since I first landed there uh, at the end of February. And yeah, it's been it's been an incredible creative outlet. My my doctor's really happy that I'm doing it because I wouldn't have anything else and it's given me the opportunity to become a better singer a better ukulele player and yeah and and meet people from as you said from all around the world it's amazing well we really appreciate you sharing your heart and i and i would think that a lot of people may not know about your uh your condition and uh you appreciate Mm. you just being transparent about that uh and I'm glad to hear that Anchor is a blessing to you, uh, and, and it's an outlet for your artistic expression, which is really awesome. I have a, a story for you, Dr. Dan, you might appreciate being um, a mandolin enthusiast and musical enthusiast. I learned the ukulele in uh, December 2015 at Christmas time. Uh, I still I couldn't move at all. I was still restricted to the bed, and I learnt the ukulele lying down. Wow, that's awesome. That. So yeah, I I have to work on my my uh, my hand, like how I hold the hand a little bit now. I have a bit of a weird sort of <laughs> I grab hold of it a bit too tight because I'm used to you know so I have I've had to adjust. But yeah. Um, I can anchor a ukulele from almost any position. (laughs) 
Wow, that that is so inspiring uh, that uh, <laughs> you have done that, and you use music now. I mean, I remember when I first heard your station, and I just love your singing and your ukulele playing, and you bless and uplift so many people with it. And to think that, that you learn that, and it, it sounds like for you personally, learning the ukulele, and then of course your your singing has been part uh, a good a positive part of of your therapy and recovery as well, right? Absolutely, it's been an integral part of my rehabilitation process. I tried to do this very deliberately using Instagram. Originally, I was going for walks and taking photos and doing things because I'm more of a visual artist traditionally and it just didn't have that community vibe and so when I came to Anchor and people are just so as soon as you get there it's not like you know when you go onto Twitter and you're just speaking to the void or uh, Facebook where there are relationships that you kind of you know, maybe should have left behind 20 years ago, Um, or, you know, other places. Anger is quite unique in that it really feels like a, you know, a safe and warm space where people are, it's like turning up to a party, a really good, friendly party, and there are different groups there, and you can, you know, like hang out with the weirdos or the cool people or... It's uh, it's a really it's a it's a very unique social space and creative space that comes out of that social space, which I think is the 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 essential thing about what makes it so easy to be creative. An anchor is because it's it comes out of a creative community. You know, you you put that so well, and as I'm listening to you, I'm identifying myself too. As a creative person myself, Anchor has given me, uh, I guess, a new outlet for just the personal expression, but then to also connect with other people creatively, there's quite a, quite an aspect there that is just a blessing all around, isn't it? It is, Dan, Dr. Dan, and I think if you had a look at a book called the Geography of Genius, and it looks at genius periods throughout history and the time and the place and what are the influential factors. And I think anger has a lot of those. It has the ability for people to come together. There's a lot of social pressure around the world to, to try to create change and connect people when people are, you know, so divided in many other ways. There's there's lots of the, these elements that I think make uh, Anchor an ideal place for, for genuine creativity because from what I've studied about real creativity, it does, it's not an individual thing. Real creativity, and that's what the group book is basically saying as well, that there aren't individual geniuses that are genius periods and then you have geniuses that come out of that. And I I really believe in the potential for Anchor to be like an emergent creative system and to really, you know, I think it has the potential to be a real powerhouse for creativity and and have really fresh, dynamic, interesting content like the world hasn't seen because everything's become so homogenized. 
Okay, so it's the geography of genius. Uh, that, I wrote that down. That sounds mm-hmm. like a, a fascinating book, and uh, it's I a love good some one. of the things that you're. Yeah, awesome, and, and yeah, it, it's uh, different when you're just doing it uh, on your own. You know, in and you know the quote, "No man is an island unto himself." Uh, creativity is something that really needs that connection, doesn't it? Well, Dan, you know the feeling, the difference between playing music on your own and then playing and jamming with a group of people. Oh, sure. It's almost indescribable, right? I mean, there's nothing like it. No, actually, uh, as you you share that, uh, I started playing guitar when I was 13 years old. I'm 58 now. And uh, my wow. aunt was a professional musician in Mountain View, Arkansas. And my mom and I went down mm. to visit her, and they would have all these people come in from the mountain, and they would have literally an all-night jam session. And my mom recorded the sessions wow. on an old reel-to-reel <gasps> tape recorder. And then uh, we got home, and then she wrote down the words in her handwriting to all the, the old folk songs and the gospel tunes and the bluegrass and we, she taught me how to sing and learn harmony. And, oh, yeah. I'm so, tingling. So, yeah, and so you're bringing back memories of that. And then I got involved in a folk bluegrass group in high school, and we played at festivals. And the, my first bluegrass festival, I stayed up two nights in a row just going to campground and campfire sites and just jamming literally all night. It was so cool. The, that reminds me of the Woodford Folk Festival. Um, that's something else for you to Google, uh, Dr. Dan, because that has been a huge influence on me. Even though I, I've only recently identified as being a, a musician, I think that kind of vibe uh, that you're talking about, the community vibe and that that you know, often, um, you know, you experience those kind of festivals, even if you're not a musician yourself, just being around it. It is, it's a very special vibe. And that sounds amazing for you to have grown up with that. I, I have a creative family, but they're more visual artists. So the, the music thing is, uh, I'm, I'm quite late to it. I'm a late bloomer, but I, yeah, I, I envy you and your, your upbringing. That sounds amazing. Well, but I have missed that, you know, in later years here. I really want to get back to that. So I want to say you have an absolutely beautiful voice, and I love the ukulele. Ukulele is such a unique instrument, and it just is such a wonderful combination with your voice. And I I, I just love it. I absolutely just – it's so cool. Thanks, Dr. Dan. I. I um I actually wrote a song on Anchor, like it it came to me kind of on Anchor, and I, like it's all inspired. I, I want to see how it sounds. Um, That's wonderful. Loneliness bounce from one wall to another. 
Oh, wonderful. So uh, you, you love writing songs. Is that uh, something that you've, you've done for a good while, or is that something uh, newer that you've done? It's newer. Uh, I, <laughs> I've gone through a lot even since I've been on Anchor. <laughs> this is something you don't know about me, uh, Dr. Dan, is that I've also, I'm also recently separated from a 17-year relationship. Okay, so you're going through that transition as well. <laughs> and it's been a lot of, yeah, I've had I've had some. Uh, the, the anchor community is wonderful, but there are also some issues. I will say, Dr. Dan, and um, that even though my marriage breakup was amicable, um, and you know there are a lot of feels around that. The Hello Solitude song comes more out of some of the more painful relationships I've had on Anchor, which happens, you know, when you're in any space. And, um, sure. But uh, it's, yeah, I, I think um, if, I know this is a bit of a side sidestep, but, um, yeah, I have, I have been through a lot, um, and I've been through a lot with Anchor too. Uh, it's both been the thing that's brought me back to life, but also made me realize that, uh, the world is problematic. <laughs> Relationships are getting more complicated, sure. and and yeah, and anchor's interesting because it's like a microcosm of the world, and it's really the only world I see. And I've had people come into the space where I've been very vulnerable, and then they haven't been so great. And because of the nuances of, and this is not just exclusive to anchors, a lot of problems on the internet, but I have, I've been, I've experienced harassment on anchor. Um, I've experienced bullying and the team and the, the way the terms of service set up, it's not really, uh, for instance, people can say things about you and if they don't use your name, then they can get away with it. And I've had stuff like that happen. It's so weird, Dr. Dan, because I've always been a very sort of like weird, you know, like a weird shy person. I live in a, a very um, uh, kind of homogenized part of the world, I suppose, like a little bit like the American South in some ways. And so on Anchor, suddenly my weirdness is awesome which has made me popular and then people don't like me because they're jealous of me and I was like god damn it life I can't just can't win oh. but um you know and so it's been hard at times I've, I've and I've tried to work with the anchor team about it but um I guess it's much bigger than anchor itself but I think if we if we really are to blossom as a community we need to work some of this stuff out because um, sure. I know people have left because of it. I've left and come back. I've um, I've experienced quite, you know, you know, people have um, <laughs> probably this is like makes me laugh now. But there was one person who was really angry at me, and uh, and she said she wanted to push me into a volcano. <laughs> well, that's crazy. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then there was this maniacal laugh that went with it. And then this maniacal laugh got spread. And I heard it on somebody else's station because I didn't listen to this other person's station. Then I imitated the maniacal laugh. And then someone came back to me and said, oh, you know, <laughs> you know really? So the only times I usually find out about people saying this stuff is when I get told. And so I've asked people not to tell me. I don't want to know if people are you know, bad-mouthing me. But I did come out about some harassment recently. I put some calls that were quite sexual in nature. Okay. There's like about 13 of them that were sent over a, like, um, well, the, you know, towards the end they were that in sent in one day and I had blocked the person and then I'd unblocked everybody so that these call-ins came back into my inbox. Then I found out they'd been harassing somebody else. So... And I tried to work with the anchor team and nothing. I'd waited for a week um, for um, so, so I could block this person and get the call-ins out of my inbox. And nothing happened. Right. So I published them for three hours and, um, you know, just to try to say, hey, I've, you know, like, you know, I didn't really crucify the guy, but, um, you know, I wanted to send him the message like, hey, you can't keep doing this because, like, you know, I found out two other women. Um, sure. One... Two women and one trans person um, um, had been harassed, and then. But what happened was, I got and who I don't know if they even heard it. Like said that I was the bully, and then two other people um, then commented on their post and said that I was the bully. So stuff like that, like that, is the the tougher end of anchor, and I. I want right. to speak out about that because I feel as though otherwise, you know, with the way things are set up, we're putting women in danger by just pretending everything's perfect and great. I mean, for the most part, it is great and people are wonderful. But that one person who, you know, out of however many, you know, sure. out of 20 or 50 or, you know, um, can do a lot of damage to Anchor's reputation, to the individual who's having to you know, deal with it on their own because the, the, yeah, anyway, so I feel, something I feel really passionate about, but I don't know how to, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what to do about it because it feels very, um, like, you know, the experience I had really left me feeling um, on my own and, like, I didn't know whether I felt safe to be sure. here anymore and I'm just kind of coming back from that now and saying, well, you know what, this is the world. Um, and I'm not going to let anybody um, stop me from speaking out and from expressing myself. And, uh, yeah, so <laughs> I'd say that to other women that can get tough, um, publish the weird call-ins or just stop publishing them, depending on how bad it is. <laughs> just don't respond, just, you know, um, but, um, but keep at it well, because it's worth it. Anchor is worth it. Warts and all. Wow. Well, well and I all. am so sorry that you've gone through that, and I appreciate you being so open and transparent about it, because I certainly, you know, was not aware of things like that. And mm. yeah, you're absolutely right. It, it needs to be solved and dealt with. And uh, you know, again, I'm so sorry for what you've gone through. And uh, mm. good, for, good for Thank you. Thank you. For and it's realizing... not like I didn't. Thank you. It's not like we yeah. didn't try. I mean, um, it was El Eloise, um, El you've interviewed Eloisa, and around the time she did the interview, she was actually, we were going through it, and she was 
um, tweeting at Anchor and I emailed them and they didn't get, you know, they didn't respond to either of us. I understand that it's tricky, but they can't bury their head in the sand. It's, you know, we, we really, it's not fair to be putting people at risk, you know, by, by not having proper systems in place so that we can ensure people's safety, especially in such turbulent times. Um, we need right. our minority groups Absolutely. to be protected in this community. I think it's, um, you know, more important now than ever. Um, and, you know, anger has, once again, it has the potential because it's a small, uh, loving community. We could come together and really, you know, work on this stuff and and transcend it. And imagine how amazing that would be if we could turn around to other social media platforms that are are struggling with this stuff and go, hey, look at what we've done. How about you come and check out our stuff? And Because, you know, so much more can be done in, I mean, think about workplaces, you know, what kind of a productive environment is that when people don't feel safe as opposed to when people do feel happy and safe and, you know, that's sure. whether or not people are aware that they're safe, you know, it, it's, it's pretty basic, I think. And I just hope that the team are smart enough to look up from the data and the metrics and the, um, you know, the things that they understand and start thinking about their platform platform from a um you know go and check out the geography of genius and look at their plat their platform from that perspective and see they have an incredible resource and they need to take care of it or at least i hope that they do because i would really love to stick around and do some awesome some more awesome stuff here well, your your perspective is really inspiring. That you're 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 trying to see the big picture, and at the same time, you know the saying: it only takes one, you know, rotten apple to spoil the whole, you know, barrel or mm-hmm. bushel rather. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, mm-hmm. and, and and that's real stuff. That uh, I mean, we you know, I for one uh, would certainly I, I want the anchor community to be. Inspiring, safe blessing mm-hmm. for people, not one where they're going to mm-hmm. feel uh, threatened, vulnerable, uh, cyber bullied. I mean, that's that's the last thing that I certainly want from the anchor community. So I really Absolutely. appreciate you raising raising it. Thank you. And well, we have the potential. I mean, you and I can have to have to hopefully influence other people and that this can go out to and then maybe we can get a conversation happening. I suppose I'm putting it out there to the community to say, hey, you know, let's let's go into this. You know, in creativity, the best stuff comes out of when you actually go into the discomfort, you go into the pain, into the hard places. This is a hard place, but I think we will be richly rewarded if we actually face it rather than keep putting our head in the sand. Well, I uh, hope and pray, and I've, and I've sensed that uh, the, the good people, the creative, supportive people in the Anchor community that listen to this interview will be just 110% supportive of what you're saying and uh, sharing, and that you know, you're, you're, 
you're going to have people who really rally behind just this whole uh, situation that you're sharing uh, in a positive way. I really, you know, hope for that and expect that. Thank you, Dr. Dan. I hope so too. I think it, it just takes a certain amount of momentum. A lot of the time people can be resistant at first to things to, you know, because it's uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable, I know. But, um, yeah, I believe in the power of this community because I love this community. So, I, you know, I, I don't think I could keep staying here and keep sharing the love that I have with people if if I didn't believe that it was possible for it to become everything that I dream that Anchor could be. All right. Well, I, again, I, I'm inspired by your perspective. Let me ask you, uh, you said that ukulele and singing and writing songs are something that's been more recent and that you've been more of a visual mm-hmm. artist. Tell us a little bit more about that part of you and uh, how you've been creative in that area in your life. Sure. So I grew up in a creative family. My parents had an audiovisual production company <clears throat> back in the day oh, cool. when um, my dad used to run around behind the scenes um, operating a zillion slide projectors <laughs> and uh, Very stuff cool. like that. Um, yeah, so, um, so my um, creative roots, go go way back and I was doing visual art classes when I was a child and as did my sisters and yeah I went and did a visual arts degree and I've had exhibitions I have uh, I have a deviant art page um arty lou a-r-t-y-l-o-u um one of my awesome. proudest achievements is a uh, couple of murals I did in Thailand um, just before I became disabled. Um, yeah, so I've done I've done a lot of stuff. I've also I have a background in uh, improvised theatre as well, which is where I get my performance skills from. So I'm not completely um, <laughs> uh, completely new to to performing. But yeah, visual art is is my thing. Well, has been, but it's it's harder for me now because I don't have the same kind of um, physical dexterity that I once did. But yeah, I've got a huge portfolio of work, um, and wow. I yeah, I love it. I love it, and I <laughs> I would like to do it some more, or at least I'd love to integrate anchor and. Instagram more it there is so much potential like for doing funky videos with cool audio tracks that people can go back and forth um so yeah, yeah that's um, a great I, idea I, I can't wait yeah yeah there's so much that you can do I mean anchor yeah I mean <laughs> not to just keep guessing anchor but it is like I, I love have you been have you played around with the sorry back to anchor again but have you played around much with the trimming feature Dr. Dan with the what feature now? The the trimming the trimming feature. Oh, the editing yes, feature yes. on Anchor. Yes, that that's I just an love incredible it. new incredible new tool, and uh, I know there's been you know a lot of creativity that has spawned from that. Uh, yeah, and and I, I, and I think oh, you've been a I, part I, of that, right? So, I've gone crazy with it. I've been cutting everybody up and um, all my call-ins. That is so cool. I love it for my call-ins. Yeah, well, it just 
it makes it so much more interesting and dynamic rather than people, you know, just because I know I do, like when it's just you see the call-ins and you kind of, most of the time I'll just flick through and this way you can, you know, bring out, I, I tried it, I know some people are worried about making people sound bad, but I just love making people sound good. Like, I mean, it might be a little bit funny, but I love making the, the really cool bits of the call-in just really pop out and then and having it juxtaposed against other slices of call-ins, it's, um, it's really that fun. So I, I do the birthday mashup. <laughs> oh, that's... Yeah, I guess that's the thing about having different um, arts backgrounds and bringing that into this space is that I suppose my brain, um, I, I approach things from different angles. So that's part of the voodoo that I do so well, I think, Dr. Dan, is <laughs> having that's a unique so perspective cool. and then just jumping in. Yes, and you know, I will share this little tip that I found out serendipitously, and perhaps you have too, that if you have a call-in there in Anchor, it's, it's stored there unlimited time until you add it to your station. If you add it without trimming it, it's gone. I mean, it, it's out of your call-in area, right? But if you trim it the first time, I found that it stays in your call-in area. Have you found that? It does. Uh, yes, it does. Yes. It used to be, it's a little bit, it used to be that if you deleted your call-ins um, before the 24-hour period had ended, that um, it would jump back into your call-ins, um, uh, you know, what do you call that? Inbox, the call-ins inbox. Um, but it's just yeah. been a bit sort of like touch and go lately. Um, I've had stuff disappear that way because I used to do, I used to do that to be able to, as a way of moving things around on my station. Um, as some people okay. know, I I'm a little I get a little bit crazy with the um, editing on my station. I um, have you heard that expression? You've got to kill your darlings. Do you, um, uh, yeah. That's it's a it's a literacy thing. Yeah, and so I will kind of go through my uh, I'll put a lot of stuff up and then go through my station and then uh, cut things out. I'll delete something. I'll move things around. Use the technique of having stuff jump back into my call-ins to be able to right. put it back out again. But now with the trimming, I can just like trim a bit, and it. The only thing now is that I've got a really full call-ins inbox. <laughs> you know, you know, it would so, be yeah, very nice if great. you could, if you could save some of those call-ins and just and create folders. You know, where you could kind of organize them. Wouldn't that be great? Well, I think well, are searchable. I'm not. I'm not a big folders fan, Doctor Dan. Um, okay. I, uh, so searchable. I was, That's a I, good idea. Yeah, yeah, searchable. Definitely searchable. Definitely searchable. Yes. Um, but, so you're um, a searchable I'll give girl. You a little, I am a searchable okay. girl because I was. Um, I was an executive assistant, and I was kind of a. I was. I. I had like before my disability and stuff. Like I. I fully did the whole inbox zero thing, like consistently. And um, so, yeah, I'm very anti-folders <laughs> okay. and pro-metadata um, and, uh, yeah, and, and, and tags and categories and things like that rather than folders. I think folders is, uh, uh, yeah, it's an old, school, an old school way of thinking because from when we had paper, it made sense. It makes sense for paper, but for electronics, it doesn't. <laughs> That's a great point. I love, I love it. I love it. That's good. I'm, I'm going to rethink folders here. I'm, 
Mhm. We need to do an if you want some if you want some. <laughs> we need to do an episode on folders, okay? We'll have to do a whole interview on the download folders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> download folders um, increase your productivity by making your metadata by t- keeping your metadata tight um, it's been so great to talk to you Dr. Dan um, and do you have uh, I'm sorry I'm just hijacking the interview because I'm, I've got birthday stuff but do you have any final questions for me <laughs> well uh, yes hold on one second here uh, <laughs> it is your birthday and uh it is. and it's actually oh, so you're reaching for the I have to sing you happy birthday with my mandolin here. Oh, thank uh, you, so, Dr. Dan. And I understand oh, while you're that getting uh, ready, I'll you... tell you my I'll tell you my I'll tell you my tip quickly. I just remembered what my tip was. So, with my trimming call-ins, um Dr. Dan, so what um this is a hot tip for the anchor community. So, if you um trim stuff um, and you you make these cool collages like I've been doing. Then I turn the collage, the the trimmed up collage, into a podcast, which then I can drag back into Clipper and have as one whole track that other people can echo. That's awesome. There you go. <laughs> I love I love that creativity. Okay, I'm, I'm going to definitely be okay. uh, checking out your station to to check that out. That that's so you're so creative. So yes, yeah, so it's your birthday today and. It, but it's actually mm-hmm. you're in the future because Brisbane uh, <laughs> is it Bri- is it Brisbane is that the how you pronounce it Brisbane Australia that that's very well done you did perfect yeah that is how it's pronounced uh, okay and you so you're fourteen I'm I'm Eastern Standard Time in the U S you're fourteen hours ahead and so it's mm-hmm. already the next day so you you're like in the future which I think is so cool mm-hmm. so it's your birthday. <laughs> And uh, a day ahead of time, and so yes, I have to sing you a happy birthday here. So I got my mandolin. We we had kind of fun here in the last couple of days. Uh, we you you sang some ukulele, yeah, and I cool. sang you some mandolin. And so uh, perhaps we can uh, collaborate on a song, you know, with some tracks or something someday. Okay, and write a song and uh, have ukulele, mandolin, and sing it. That'd be cool. Okay, so let me put my phone down here. Hopefully, it'll pick up on speaker and sing you a little happy birthday here. Yay. Thank you so much, Dr. Dan. As you're getting set up, I just want to say how grateful I am for everything you do. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thanks, That's... Dr. Dan. That was, that was great. If I could have that as a, a call-in, I would be so grateful, and I'll add it to my, my birthday podcast episode. Um, I, I love your work, Dr. Dan. Thank you for, for calling in for the interview. I really appreciate it. And, yes, I will call in, and I may even do a birthday poem and then see how you can mash it up, too. <laughs> Ooh, call I love it. <laughs> Okay. Well, hey, it has been an absolute pleasure to get to know you. And uh, thank you for just sharing your heart about creativity, about some of the other things you've been going through. 
Uh, I know it's, this interview uh, is going to bless a lot of people. So thank you for just being a, a, just a huge part of the Anchor community. My pleasure. Okay.